0: Welcome to episode 69 of Two Larrys and a Mike. I'm Larry Dowdy. Larry Bly here. And, uh, uh, up.
1: Oh, hey. Mike has opened uh, Mike's haircutting school. Oh, no. For just a fraction of the cost of a haircut, he'll teach you how to actually cut your own hair. Oh, that's true. Yourself uh, <laughs> saving big bucks in time of inflation, as you know. Unfortunately, Mike only knows the Buzz Cut, which <laughs> is what the Army gives you when you start basic training. Uh, but he also has another that uses a Tupperware bowl called the Tupper Cut. <laughs> However, he's fearful that the Tupperware people are going out of business, going bankrupt, so yeah. he's buying up as many of those bowls as okay, possible. Okay, yeah. okay. Now, to attract more female clients, he's offering oh. Mike's Clip and Strip. <laughs> what? With discounts going to those willing to take it off to save $5. <laughs> no takers to date. Yeah.
0: Who was it? Was it Ron Popeil? <laughs> <laughs> who, who, who came up with the Floby? Yeah, that's the one that vacuumed your hair. Yeah, while you were... yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Would you believe there was some star, I forget who it was. Not too long ago, says he still has his and does his his wife does his hair really? and it vacuums as it cuts. That was the big deal. Okay, vacuums as well, it cuts. There yes. you go. Yep. All right. That's right.
0: true. So, uh, you doing okay in this hot weather? This I am
1: doing great. I okay. really am. Right. I am doing really great. Uh, but I, I'm glad you asked me because I do have a personal note. Oh, uh, yeah. This is uh, something. I hope you won't think unkindly of me, Mr. Dowdy. Oh, boy. But I have to admit that I was out before 10 a.m. yesterday paying for a hoe. What? Actually, it was a garden. <laughs> I bought it, ace the place for only $13.50. I, I have weeds growing in my flower garden, and i got to chop those weeds out from between the plants because I can't use Roundup. I and am pretty sure
0: that the only thing growing right now are weeds. Well, it is, and that's why I had to buy the hoe. Yeah. It's okay. All right. All right. Uh, in this episode, we're going to be doing the name game. Oh, my. Songs with names in the title. Surely, so,
1: Shirley, Bo, Burley,
0: banana, you know, banana, Burley, that could FIFA easily yeah. be the theme to this. Okay. Could so we'll get to all that in just a little bit. Right. Uh, I I don't have many musical notes to pass Ooh. along, but I would like to uh, add Paul McCartney. Was he eighty-one now? Paul McCartney and wife Nancy adopted a new dog the other day. Who cares? Uh, well, you know what they named it, <laughs> Jet.
1: They named it what? Jet. Oh, Jet. That's that's kind of, that's uh, cute, but I mean, you know. Jet. Well, it, it, the, the song worked out well, well for but Paul. if you're going to call a dog, it ought to have at least two or three <laughs> syllables. So the dog doesn't
0: get it. Jet. <laughs> oh, so uh, we, we wish, wish them well. Shall we get to a few birthdays? Oh, sure. All right, Linda Ronstadt recently turned 77. Say it isn't
1: so. Gable Hasselhoff is 71, and he still looks like a hunk.
0: I'm told. (laughs) Yes, he does. Do you ever listen to any of his music? That's why he's on this list, by the way. He Mm -hmm. is a singer. No. Very popular in Germany. In Germany, yeah, does he sing in German? I don't think so. Well, why'd you bring it up? Anyway, uh,
1: mm, what's yeah. he sing? Pop songs? Uh, well, pop songs? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, he, he
0: did. I don't know if he still does. Okay. Why Germany? I, I don't. I don't know. Because they
1: can't understand it's... how bad he sings. <laughs> Maybe
0: <laughs> guitarist Brian May of Queen is seventy-six. Carlos Santana turns seventy-six recently. Don Henley. Turn 76. No, uh, Selena Gomez, love her music, but love her even more in Only Murders in the Building, 31. By the way, that's coming the out for coming a third back?
1: season. Right. In August, I think it I, drops. I think so. Oh, I love Can't that wait. show. Kristen Chinoway. Yeah, Candyland and Wicked. is fifty-five, and Jennifer Lopez fifty-four. Yep, and Mick Jagger. It's no, a short list. No, Mick no, Jagger no, no. turned eighty. No, 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 eighty. His face is eighty-five. <laughs> Stop it! But he's still going. He's still going strong. I uh, got a few. He's musical. got the moves.
0: He's got the moves, Larry. He's got <laughs> well, the moves. He, he does. You're right there. A Few musical history notes. Uh, the Doors released the Soft Parade, July 18, nineteen sixty-nine. Uh, also on July nineteenth, nineteen 1954, Elvis Presley's first single was released by Sun Records. It was That's Alright Mama, backed by Blue Moon of Kentucky. Keep on shining. Uh July 25th, 1980, Australian hard rock band ACDC released their album Back in Black. Hmm. July 26, 1984, The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson became the first network television program to be telecast in stereo. Well, that I did not know. And let's
1: go back. You mentioned The Doors a few minutes ago, and that reminds me of a a pop quiz I had lined up regarding The Doors because you just mentioned them, okay? (laughs) Okay. Uh, Is it true, Mr. Dowdy, that the famous Doors song Love Her Madly"? remember that song? Yeah ends with the Ajax jingle of the 60s, Stronger Than Dirt. I don't think so. you oh. win, by the way, you win a can of Ajax. <laughs> <laughs> do they still make that? Well, you would be wrong. No, well, I think they still make oh, it, Ajax. It, it, I, I don't believe they do. Some versions of the song Lover Madly, yeah. though probably not the album version, actually does or do mm-hmm. end with the Stronger Than Dirt. Mm. In fact, the version they play on Sirius XM is always that version you can listen to Pat St. John at 3 p.m. weekdays and he often plays this song and it always ends with stronger than dirt though i don't remember it being on our 45 rpm record that we played at hbg but i i just think it's interesting I that never realized it goes that. perfectly with the end of that song yeah, well good
0: good point all right uh ready for the name game oh sure yeah the, the name game probably as you mentioned at the uh, the start of the podcast probably the song name game of shirley ellis could have been the theme song for this entire episode uh written by ellis and her manager lincoln chase as she attempts to rhyme any name using a few simple rules. You know the other hit that she had? The clap song.
1: <laughs> Actually, it was called The Clapping Song. Yeah. <laughs> do you remember that clap, clap? I do. Yeah. I do. Okay, go But
0: uh, in the name game, she rhymes Shirley, Lincoln, Bo, Bob, Fred, Mary, Tony, Billy, Marsha, and Nick. You ought to try it with Bart sometime. <laughs> I could, but my mind is thinking where that could that go. Yeah, probably Yeah, would not be yeah. Uh, by the way, name game from Shirley Ellis, uh, number three on the Billboard Hot 100. Is that so? In 1965. Is that so? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, great songs with names in them. Such as Sarah Smile,
1: Hole and Oaks. Great song. Sweet Mary, Wadsworth Mansion. That's the only song they ever had, by the way. But
0: that's a fantastic song. a big song, song
1: that was. Yeah. Layla. Which I guess is a woman's name, Derek. Yeah, and I would think so. And Ricky, don't lose that number. Mm-hmm. And Peg, both of which were by Steely Dan, one of my great, favorite groups. Great Roxanne, the police. Roxanne, you don't have to put out. No way, don't be singing. No, oh, okay. uh, Roxanne, you don't have to put out the red light tonight. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. you know I bought that hoe the other <laughs> way. He's the player. <laughs> sherry come on mary and two different ones for the four seasons and there was one other that's not even on here i just remember that right out of my mind connie O, oh connie O, remember that i about do the four seasons yeah not yeah. even listening for, i here. forgot about that not even yeah to yeah uh
0: rosanna toto great song amy from pure prairie league another good song Remember that group, the Beatles? Oh, I think I do they, recall. They, they yeah. had a couple. Well, actually, they've had more than a couple. Eleanor Rigby, Michelle. Mm-hmm. Uh Yeah, yeah. What, Those uh, what two things go see, together uh, well. Uh, that's not on the list. Lo- Lovely Rita Mita, yeah, yeah, yeah. That would have uh, that would have made it. One
1: there, of our favorites, both of us, Brandy by uh, Looking Glass, mm-hmm. and that was followed up. There was a follow up song to that was Jimmy Loves Marianne, which, believe it or not, got played. I played it at ROV. It wasn't
0: a bad song, it a bad but song. it wasn't
1: Brandy. Well, nothing will be Brandy. That's true unless it's Mandy by Barry well, Manilow. That's true. Yeah. yeah, Barry Manilow did Mandy. What about Billie Jean? Is not my child. Michael Jackson. Was that a My lover.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, That was a big record. Yeah, yeah.
1: Lola by the Kinks. And here's one. This is one of the first big songs that Dolly Parton ever wrote. Jolene. Great song. I love that song.
0: You know, everything Dolly Parton does today... Is huge.
1: And you know what that was about? <laughs> you know what that was about, Jolene? Oh. Her husband was uh, getting kind of friendly with uh, no. the lady at the bank. No. And the lady at the bank was sort of coming on to him. And she oh. found out about it, and she went in there and made sure she got no. things oh, boy. straight. She got things straightened out <laughs> all the way around, and she wrote this song about Jolene. <laughs> I had not heard that story. Well, she way. tells it herself in the documentary. Oh, okay. That's currently on, I think, Netflix. It's a good documentary, mm. by the way. Yeah, good. Mary Mary and Valerie two songs by the Mm monkeys and Joanne by Mike Nesmith while we're on the subject
0: I always like that song you know Mike Nesmith probably even though you know he did the pop thing and everything his stuff was so country sounding well he had that Texas
1: influence Yeah, yeah yeah he did yeah and he played a mean guitar. Lucille
0: and Ruby don't take your love to town. Of course, that's by Kenny Rogers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Joanna from Cool and the Gang. My Sharona, the knack. Uh, Daniel and Benny and the Jets. I wasn't aware that Sharona was a woman. I think so.
1: Well, I guess it was. Uh-huh. I don't know uh-huh. What else would they've been singing uh-huh. about? Well, <laughs> Eli's coming. Great song, Three Dog Night. Yeah, and uh, Peggy Sue by Buddy Holly in the Crickets. Mm-hmm. So of
0: course. How about you don't mess around Jim? No, you really don't, because no. you know Jim's kind of mean. Yeah. Oh, you mean the song. Jim, Jim oh, Croce, Jim. right, oh, Jim right. A uh, Boy Named Sue from Johnny Cash. Boy, that was just way ahead of its time uh. when that song came out. <laughs> 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 and, and a lot of stations didn't want to play it, even though it was Johnny Cash. Well, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's dumb. Well, I well that's the first I've ever heard Well, about. how many boys did you know named Sue? none okay point taken uh jesse's girl <laughs> i don't know where it was going uh jesse's girl rick springfield you don't have to get a huffy about it
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: jesse's girl about rick springfield and uh i had a huffy
0: when i was a little dowdy. <laughs> nicest bike ever
1: you know i didn't know until recently that the radio
0: we'll get back to the podcast in a minute the right? radio
1: bicycle who went who made the radio bike bicycle I don't know. You know we'll I wouldn't. Sometime. Anyway, I'm sorry. I, 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 I usually a... just taped mine. <laughs> you didn't have to. It turns out there was a radio bike that had a transistor radio built into the <laughs> little thing yeah, b- yeah, between yeah. the seat and the handlebars. Yeah, I didn't know that until recently. I didn't have one. Did I... they?
0: Well, I know they had uh, bikes that came out. Like I said, we'll get back to the podcast in a minute. <laughs> uh, I knew they had bikes that had little motors on them. Because, no, you know, okay. there for so many years you had to use your baseball cards and use the clothespin to, to make pin the clicky sound. Yeah, to the yeah.
1: Yeah. spokes. So here's one I don't understand. I want candy, the strange loves. Was candy a woman? <laughs> I, I guess. I just thought they wanted a Hershey bar. <laughs> my Maria, B.W. Stevenson. Oh, yeah, my mm-hmm. Maria. I'd love to see her. Good. Hang on Sloopy, the McCoys, and Mustang Sally by Wilson picking her dad on the way in this morning.
0: Love that song. Oh, yeah. 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 How about Betty Lou's getting out tonight? Couldn't go wrong with Bob Seger. <laughs> You're right about that. Uh, Sweet Judy Blue Eyes, Crosby, Stills, and Nash. Judy in Disguise with Glasses, John Fred. And the Playboy Band. Uh, the Playboy Band. And, the Playboy and band. by the way, they claimed that that was sort
1: of the answer to uh, Judy in the Sky with Lucy in the Sky. One of those. We'll get yeah, to yeah, this. I'll get it right.
0: Lucy, Lucy Judy. Judy. in the they Sky. They were good
1: friends, though. Yeah, they, were. they were.
0: Okay. Close.
1: Uh, Julie, 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 do you love me? Barbara Ann, ba 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 ran mm-hmm. And Help Me Run, Beach Boys. Two of them from the Beach Boys.
0: Yep. Uh, you know, we mentioned the Beatles a little bit ago. How about Junior's Farm? yeah you know, there was I a understand it's up for sale, uh, Paul McCartney and Wings, yes, there really was a junior's farm, and McCartney stayed there at the farm located in Tennessee. I didn't know that. Uh, it was uh, the the song was released in october seventy four Story goes McCartney explained that he based the song's lyrical theme on bob dylan's sixty five song Maggie's Farm. And that the idea was to just get a fantasy song about this person, Jr. While recording in Nashville, the band stayed at the Lebanon, Tennessee farm of Curly Putnam Jr jr which accounts for the song's title curly putman yep
1: because <laughs> angie by the rolling stones that, that was a good one mm-hmm. i don't remember this one judy may by boomer castleman in 1975 it was a one-hit wonder i don't even remember that hit and yep. i was on the radio playing full time yeah, i don't think yeah. we it played that. it wasn't a bad song. we didn't play that it wasn't a bad song R-O-V, but i, the I only, don't think so yeah mm-hmm. well i mean you wouldn't have played it at rov in 75
0: either uh, no but i remember the song So I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. know. There we go. Judy's Turn to Cry, Leslie Gore. That was a great one. That was. Yeah. Oh, Sherry from Steve Perry. Another great song. Me and Bobby McGee. Janis Joplin. Fernando. Do you remember that song from ABBA? No, I don't. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I do. I it, do. It, it was, it, it, I I didn't think it was one of their better songs, but it was okay. I do remember Fernando, yeah. yeah. Susan,
1: the Buckingham. Susan, mm-hmm. Susan, mm-hmm. Susan, Susan, Susan. <laughs> <what the> <laughs> Aubrey by Brian. Yeah, yeah, Purdy. Purdy oh, well, everything song. Everything they did was beautiful. Yeah, it, really it really was. was. Whatever happened to them? Uh, I guess I they know. got moldy. <laughs> 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 we well,
0: don't... you know, you had David Gates, well, yeah. and then I think there was there were just studio musicians yeah. That made bread. It sounded very yeah. lush and wonderful. Yes. Uh, Sylvia's
1: mother, you remember her. Mm-hmm. She was ugly as can be. Oh, no. Uh, Dr. Hook. Dr. Hook. <laughs> Amos Moses, Jerry. Great song. Yeah, yeah. Pokes Saladani.
0: I love that Tony song. Tony Joe White. Still. We just
1: lost Tony Joe White uh, about a year ago.
0: And uh, Lucretia McEvil. Oh, what a great from song! Blood, blood, sweat, and, sweat and, tears. and tears. So Man. there you go. There's just a bunch of songs, and I'm sure we left out two or three or four or well, speak a dozen. for yourself. Oh, <laughs> but that's all part of the name game. The songs with names in their title. Let's just
1: end to our podcast newsroom. Okay. AMC Theatres is abandoning plans to charge more for movie seats depending on their location. Had you heard they were going to do that? No. Oh, yeah. AMC Entertainment, the world's largest theater chain, said it would pivot away from a contentious initiative called Sightline. In which seats uh, at the evening screenings had three tiers of pricing, ending the long-held cinema custom of charging the same price for wherever you sat.
0: Can you know, you funny you should mention that because I had some friends who went to a theater. I think it was for the the latest Harrison Ford. Indiana Jones movie. And uh, they were sitting in the theater, and somebody comes in and says, you're in my seat. (laughs) See, I'm telling you. which didn't go over so well. Well, what was more fascinating, (laughs) the theater wasn't full. And you're eating my popcorn, (laughs) by the
1: way. (laughs) AMC said Sightline, that's what they called it, did not pan out as it had hoped. In particular, the company saw little or no incremental lift in front row attendance. Even with the price reduction applied to those seats, about three of every four customers who previously sat on the center middle seats paid the surcharge to continue doing so. AMC said some of these people moved to other seats. A small percentage stopped buying tickets altogether at AMC. Mm. So anyway, they've discontinued. Well, you know, they do it in Europe. That's uh, they were basing it on a
0: European, you know, those Europeans are way ahead of us. Well, that that's that's true. But I'm not really sure we should have gone down that path. Well, considering the fact that's path. Yeah, we we just can't get them back. And I still don't mind. I don't mind seeing it in the theater, but I don't mind paying a little bit extra to watch it at home when when it uh, first comes out.
1: See, I agree with you. I agree with you. And that's where we're going. Uh, uh, That's where we're going with this whole thing.
0: Quiet, numbskulls. I'm
1: broadcasting. (laughs) (laughs) I just found that little clip kind of amusing
0: for some reason Three Stooges. One of (laughs) my favorite Three Stooges clips. (laughs) Uh, You and I uh, spent a lot of time going to the grocery store. Mm -hmm. I saw this factoid the other day in South Korea snack chip bags, Mm -hmm. so potato chip bags. Must contain at least 65% chips. (laughs) Well, what else would be in there? Air. Oh, I
1: see. Oh, I see. Okay. Hmm.
0: (laughs) Have you ever gone around the grocery store just feeling the bags of chips because a lot of chips now you no, know they're, I, they're not going to do the see-through no i bag. think
1: you could be arrested well for doing something I like thought that. about that excuse me are you feeling up the chips for some reason
0: <laughs> so i should look up and down the aisle before i start feeling the chips <laughs> yes i don't know <laughs> i will, I will keep that so in sure
1: mind about it but do you think people listen to radio commercials as much as they do television commercials maybe more
0: so how do you figure that well on television your tube goes black for a minute just before the commercial comes on yeah That serves as a warning device to millions of people that they have a split second to get out of the room. I never thought of that. In radio, an advertiser can just sort of sneak up on you without (laughs) any warning. Uh Uh-huh. I mean, you haven't noticed your car radio suddenly fading to black before the commercial, have you? And not recently, no.
1: (laughs) But can't you still walk out when the radio commercial comes on?
0: Not at 60 miles an hour.
1: (laughs) Hmm. Okay. But do you think you can really make me pay attention to a radio commercial?
0: I just did. That's
1: good. He got a whole series of of spots for who
0: listens to radio.
1: Well, we have some deaths to report. Very
0: sad that you're going to take care of the big one. Oh, the big one is Tony Bennett, the master of pop vocalists that he was. uh, Professional career spanning eight decades Mm. with uh, a number one album at age 85. He uh, passed away on Friday, July 21st in New York City the age of 96. Uh, Tony Bennett diagnosed with Alzheimer's uh, in 2016, but it can continued to perform and record through 2021. His peer Frank Sinatra called him the greatest popular singer in the world. Didn't get any better than that, from nope. the chairman of the board, man. You betcha. Uh, uh, yeah. Winner of 18 Grammy awards with 36 total nominations, a Recording Academy Lifetime Achievement Award recipient in 2001. Bennett also garnered two Emmy awards. He was a Kennedy Center honoree in 2005 and a National Endowment for the Arts Jazz Master in 2006. Wow, you don't get much better now. He was a great
1: artist too, a fabulous artist. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that was that was huge, and we not unexpected, of course, but um, very sad Mm -hmm. nonetheless. I have one. Jerry Bradley has died at the age of 83. Were oh, you finished? Oh, no. yes. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm done. <laughs> His famous Nashville father, by the way, was Owen Bradley, who operated his own publishing company and recorded lots of famous people and songs at his studio. Mm-hmm. Along with Chet Atkins, they helped to create the Nashville sound, Ooh. a smoother, more palatable sound, than mm-hmm. singing through your nose country sound, <laughs> with Patsy Klein and Brenda Lee and others using strings and backup singers, and of course recorded in his quonset hut studio oh a lot of stuff got done in Quon- quonset yeah. huts. see after the war those quonset huts were available for a little or nothing uh-huh. and you can you could buy them for a little or nothing all you had to do is set them on a pad mm-hmm. make sure you had electricity and plumbing and boom right. you got yourself a cheap building huh they're still using them to this day
0: yeah in fact i'm gonna look for one right now on and amazon l- uh,
1: well you know uh, where are you gonna put it <laughs> your neighbor's gonna tell no Ray Kane. Really? He left uh, to work, by the way, for RCA and Chad Atkins for a period of time, and then off uh, to other labels to find new talent. He engineered many records for Loretta Lynn, Donna Shore, Gordon Lightfoot, and The Who. Huh. He hired many new songwriters, including Kenny Chesney, who said that Bradley had a huge impact on his life and many others as well. So, oh. Jerry Bradley, dead at the
0: age of 83. Wow. Yeah. Well, I found a small one. Kwanzaa Hut. Yeah, what are the, what are they going for well, oh, the, like. this is this one's because more tent size, I think. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, ROV was in a Quonset hut. Yeah, this one's only $53. <laughs> $53. <laughs> That's terrible. I guess when those easy pop-up tents came out. Speaking of pop-ups. Uh, oh? I got another. Uh, another,
1: pop quiz- <laughs> another pop quiz? Another pop quiz? Another pop quiz. Two pop quizzes for the price of one.
0: Okay. All right, I'm ready.
1: Is it true that the 1980s band Van Halen had a contract, you know, they all have these long contracts sure. that went on for pages and included, among other demands, that they have a bowl of M&Ms in the dressing room, but no brown ones are
0: allowed. Uh, I'm not sure about the brown ones, but I know they only want green, I believe. I don't know what you think about uh, that. But yeah, I would say it's true. It is indeed true. Okay. However, oh. there's
1: the rest of the story. Oh, okay. David Lee Roth would later claim in the 1990s mm-hmm. that the no brown M&M's in their dressing room was really a quick way to determine if the venue had bothered to read their whole contract it was apparently buried deep into the agreement. Isn't
0: that clever? <laughs> don't you think that's neat? <laughs> I think it's neat. Yeah, they probably would scan. Okay, that's. And it was they brown. Want, they want M and M's, and uh, yeah.
1: however, I got to tell you, I don't think that the, the colors make any difference on M M&M. M's. In, in
0: in my palate, no. No, they all no, taste like M and Yeah, just now hand jelly. Them over.
1: Now jelly beans—that's another whole that, thing. That is you know, all yeah, together. So, yeah, you
0: know. I think yes, we can indeed.
1: agree on that. We have a radio tail. The uh, Valley Business Front, you know, it's one of those business magazines we have here. Uh-huh. Yeah. I think it's only online anymore. Isn't everything only yeah, online? That's pretty much yeah. Anyway, they recently did an article on unusual and fascinating ways people found out they had lost their jobs. <laughs> and strangely, I ended up on the front cover. <laughs> that's true. You can go back. You can look it up, valleyfront.com, I guess. Uh, even though I was never actually fired from a job. But I did lose a radio job in a typical radio industry manner, which is why they came to me. And they even took mm-hmm. a picture of me right here in our podcast studio, yeah. Yeah. the front page uh, cover. You know, I started uh, full-time at WRV in 1971 mm-hmm. and was there for about a half dozen or so years working full-time. Uh, working 7 to midnight, and then middays, and then morning drive. And when I left the station, they wanted me to stay on as a weekend and fill-in guy because I could step into any shift, any format. And I was only a few minutes from the studio, too. I was that just helped, yeah. Down the street in Campbell Avenue. So anytime Bart Prater decided to get up and leave in a huff, I could be there by the <laughs> end of the record. And I did that, by the way, at least a couple of times. <laughs> So anyway, I did this up until uh, mid or latter 90s. I had a long contract that station kept getting bought and sold and bought and sold. The contract oh remained. Isn't that fascinating? Yeah. I think they couldn't find it or didn't <laughs> believe it. So anyway, one Saturday morning,
0: uh-huh.
1: I'm uh, doing my usual 10 to 3 shift playing oldies. Mm-hmm. But as I entered the studio, the previous guy and a friend who I'm not going to tell you the name of, okay. Steve, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> Now that we've says now that we've been bought out again by one well, of those big people with a heart. Uh,
0: I know who they are. You know who they are. Mm-hmm. The
1: new people are shifting the AM to all sports talk. So when you finish your shift today at three p.m., just flip this button for that network mm-hmm. and leave your key on the front desk on your way out. Oh. Simple as that. No emotion whatsoever. <laughs> so what? Forty-some years, ta-ta, no one even said goodbye. All those years are no big deal. So I actually played the last music ever heard on that radio station, oh, wow. WROV. I said goodbye and played American Pie. The, the day, day the, the music, music died. Only on radio could you lose a job of 40 or 50 years with so little fanfare and little drama it wouldn't be my last gig in radio of course mm-hmm. i but a couple of years later do big band swing on vtf public radio so i was not totally off. The funny thing about the key uh, yeah. is, of course, uh, there must have been 50 keys out there somewhere because <laughs> people left in the huff and they never <laughs> turned their keys in. So I imagine just about anybody could get in. <laughs> but I left my key anyway. Fact of the matter is, on many occasions, I forgot my key. And, uh, and the thing was so wobbly, the front door uh, mm-hmm. locked that you could take a charge card and <laughs> insert it in and go right on in. And Bruce Jacobson says, well, I didn't know that. I got locked out for two hours one day. <laughs> Good story. <laughs> Such
0: a life. <laughs> All right. Beyond the tracks. Uh, five things you may not have known about Carlos Santana. Oh
1: no. I've been oh, I thought uh, I knew everything. Uh,
0: I've been getting into the Audible. I know you have oh, lately, okay, right. and uh, and they do Audible originals, and one of them was featuring Carlos Santana. Oh, okay. I Gave it a listen. All in. Right. Quite fascinating. Now, you like the Audibles because you can walk. I can walk and and listen at the same time. time. But
1: you can't shoot gum. uh, I still can't do that. Walk at the same time. That's amazing.
0: Uh, So, Carlos Santana, his dad, (laughs) Josea Santana, actually wanted to name him. I thought his uh, mother was Santana (laughs) (laughs) Danarana. His dad wanted to name him Geronimo. Oh, no. Yeah, true story. That's terrible. Uh, Obviously, mom had something to say about it. She had a Cadillac. It was already <laughs> yeah, named Geronimo's I Cadillac. Right? I don't know. <laughs> uh, he played the violin in church really? as a
1: kid. Well, did
0: they want him to, or did uh, he just play it anyway? Just very talented <laughs> fellow. That's all I know. Okay. Uh, Bill Graham mm-hmm. convinced Carlos Santana and his band to open a Woodstock without an album. They opened for the Stones, by the way over 10 times. Um, They blew everyone away at Woodstock, by the way. They did a great job. I mean, they just came on. Everybody went, who is this bunch? Yeah. And they were fabulous. I I get it. Carlos Santana feels that Louis Armstrong invented the shoe, everybody else the style when it comes to singing and playing. Invented the shoe? Yeah. What does that mean? Well, when it comes to the music, he considers music and Louis Armstrong the one who invented it and everybody else is kind of like, Okay. Yeah. Right. Behind the times. <laughs> and he pictures himself as Marvin Gaye, his favorite singer. Uh, his guitar playing is like Marvin's singing. I just think there's nothing close to Marvin Gaye.
1: Style and Santana style, but that's that's nice. I think that's very sweet.
0: It really is. Is that it for this podcast? I believe that's about all we have. All right. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you so much for listening to episode 69 of Two Larrys and a Mike. If you like this episode, hit the subscribe button so you'll be notified of our new episodes. You can find Two Larrys and a Mike wherever you get your podcasts. And be sure to share this podcast with someone by clicking on the share button. We'll see you next time for Two Larrys and a Mike. I'm Larry Dowdy.
1: Larry Bly here, and, uh, well, Mike Mike is is, uh, running that uh, school, Uh. haircuttery school. (laughs) Take a little, Mike, take uh, just a little bit off the ears, if you don't mind, (laughs) and get that bowl off my head. (laughs) We'll see you next time. (laughs)